0: Tuesday. What if I told you
1: that today
0: you'll leave here different?
2: guys, welcome back to Spooky Tuesday, a weekly podcast where we're breaking down all of our favorite slashers, thrillers, monster movies and black comedies on the new scariest day of the week. I'm Sydney Thompson, I'm Monica Height, and I'm Chelsea Death. And this week we are very
0: excited to be doing a pretty new release. It just came out a couple of weeks ago. We gave you guys some time to see it in the theaters. We saw it in the theaters um but basically as soon as we did on opening weekend we were like okay well we have to talk about this let's clear our schedules we did a little rearranging yeah we immediately went back to the drawing board and we're like what can we bump and so sorry to the movie that didn't make the cut maybe one day we'll get there um but that doesn't matter what that movie is because right now yeah jeepers creepers (laughs) bye jeepers creepers we even had to like re-record our outro on FD three. What was it on? We we're doing
2: the most. We were doing the lot. Jeepers
1: Creepers stands. Let us know if we if you want us to re- come back to it real soon. Did we soon. make but a mistake? This I mean, movie. Yeah, it had, it, we had to talk about this it. movie. Was come worthy on.
0: of of bumping Jeepers Creepers, which none of us have even seen yet. Um, but it is nope the twenty twenty two film from Jordan Peele. It's his third big movie that's like all him. Um, and it was immediately successful obviously opening weekend because he loves a spectacle um which is a little easter egg for this film discussion um but i'll tell you what the movie is about just in case you are somebody who needs the whole film spoiled for you before you go see it um which is a choice that you're allowed to make for yourself but i don't recommend for this film but in honor of your choice here is the imdb log line it is the residents of a lonely gulch in inland California bear witness to an uncanny and chilling discovery, which really doesn't cover
1: very much of anything. No, that's good. That's good. I yeah. love that. That's mysterious. Because like we talked about this leading up to uh, watching this movie just amongst ourselves. But I know you guys were both trying to avoid watching the trailers, right? Leading up to it. I
2: think I watched it at some point. But I don't think like I watched it right before. I only watched the trailers that were like in another theater that I saw. So like the like Mm. really short things. And I was just like, horses as a horse girl. I was like, I'm here for it. And then I was like, oh no. As a horse girl,
1: now I'm sad. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Very tragic for horse girls all around. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, I wish. I was worried that I had watched the trailer um, because people told me that it was uh, giving away way too much. But I think I had a really good time having watched the trailer because I got to participate in the previewing Nope discourse Mm. on Twitter. And part of what I saw on there made me feel so fucking giddy when I actually saw the fucking movie because, okay, in the trailer we're going in it's happening we're starting the talk we're starting the talk if you haven't seen it turn the off the spoilers. podcast this is your time this is your time because this one is like really really fun to go into it's, and not know what the fuck's going on seriously
0: and in the theater like I do recommend absolutely seeing it in the theater like on IMAX screening if you can it was filmed
1: on IMAX cameras
2: just see this in IMAX
1: oh it was filmed yeah, on IMAX cameras it's mm-hmm. like made that's for why you to I'm have so your brain good. blow up it's literally yeah. made for you I'm and
0: like, if you can sit in the very front row, it actually adds a little to the experience. Chelsea the and thing. I
1: saw it twice and both times, two two separate weekends. The first time we saw it in the front row because we bought tickets late. The second time, I really thought that I got my shit together. No, we were <laughs> still in the fucking front row. And honestly, it's the way to go. It's the way to go. Sydney, I you know, sat further back though,
2: right? Oh, I we were in like second to last row. But again- I like to go see movies on Sunday nights sure. and there was like six other people in this movie theater. So me and my cousin have a great time. We were like screaming and talking and everybody was like laughing at certain points. Like we were having a hoot. It was, uh, there's some fucking funny parts too. That's the thing
1: about Jordan Peele. He's really funny. Do you guys know about that? How he's have you guys heard? Super fucking yeah. funny. Yeah. There's also that. But anyway, okay.
2: Funny. This is my first Jordan Peele movie that I've ever watched.
1: (gasps) Did you ever watch any Key and
2: Peele? Yeah, I watched Key and Peele, but this is my first like movie that he directed. I haven't seen Get Out or Us. Well, what'd you think? I liked it. This is
1: great to hear. I was worried. (laughs) Not that I didn't think you wouldn't like it, but like you know, I liked it more than I
2: thought I was gonna like it. Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm not like a super big alien movie fan, you know? And we'll we'll talk about why uh near the end. But uh I thought like it was it was beautifully shot. The pacing was a little like like this is a long movie. Like it's over 2 hours yeah. long. And I was like this could have been a little shorter, you know? Just like a smidge. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't know. I like I like singing yeah. it. I really
1: liked it. But I, I get it. I get it. I you know how I feel about the hour 30 movie, okay? So I
2: feel you. <laughs> I love a good tight 90, but like 90. this could have been like 145, 148, hmm. even, you know, like I would have loved well,
1: Sydney. They couldn't have cut one fucking second That's of him exactly reading the lyrics. To the Purple People Eater song, so they needed that t- thirty minutes for him to read it as slow as possible. It was <laughs> crucial to moving along the plot. <laughs> um, but okay, what I was saying before, um, about engaging with the the previewing content on Twitter mm-hmm. is I got to see a bunch of people. Be stupid fucking idiots and then I watched The movie and I was like hey you dumb fuck But also like how could they couldn't have known They couldn't have known that there'd be sure. um, In my you cannot see Right now but I am wearing some beautiful Flying saucer earrings um, That I have right now and a lot of the Discourse I saw on Twitter or some of it was People being like p- being Pissed off after seeing the trailer That Jordan Peele decided to use Like the classic like disc Spaceship um in the movie because when you watch the trailer you can like see a ship you get a glimpse um you get a glimpse of it and it looks like the classic silver spaceship um and they're like he could have done something way cooler i can't believe he's doing this like it's so tired it's so done blah 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 then i watched the movie and i was like you stupid fucking bitch it wasn't (laughs) even a spaceship
2: (laughs) and i felt really Um good (laughs) part of the disc I love the weird discourse what do they call it they're like it's not UFOs anymore it's like U- UAPs, a- There's UAPs. Some, like, what does that stand for UAP
0: unidentified aerial phenomena which is uh, a more all-encompassing term
2: but what were or it could be unidentified apex predator
1: in this case yes it is um also if you hear a weird sound throughout the episode and you're like what is that it's me hitting the giant stetson that i'm wearing against my microphone it has happened 14 times already during this episode and we're five minutes in if it makes I'm you feel better,
0: upset. I'm not hearing it.
1: So maybe it your microphone's my not picking face, it up. So I'll that tell sounds you that bad. my face does hurt. So if we hear
0: <laughs> you go, ow, that means you've bonked your sets in.
2: You know, Monica, they don't give the rootinous, tootinous battles to the rootinous, tootinous cowboys, okay? And that's wow. you. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. Thank Root, they and they don't give them? I know what you <laughs> no, was what trying I, to say. they nice, I, okay? They don't. You're doing great. <laughs> They, we, we they would never it.
0: give you such difficult battles
1: exactly so it's just it's not that bad that okay, means I you it. can bear it oh
2: my god I'm up what I'm putting down okay? <laughs> I got
1: it I've understood it <laughs> but okay I just know that this. in the
0: past we've done math wrong and I have gotten text messages being like you did math wrong so sometimes I just feel obligated <laughs> to be like we know what we're doing
2: See, maybe every, people every text team. you when you do math wrong, but like nobody <laughs> expects me to say anything correctly ever. I wonder like, how many people are gonna clock that I'm drunk in the Tremors episode. How many <laughs> people will just clear. automatically understand that I'm high filming this after hearing the root and tootinous the stuff? They're, they're, like, <laughs> they're like, we, we said, get it. We get it. we
1: get it, we get it. Another thing that I have to recommend is uh Nope is a great movie to see, like blitzed in some sort of way like it's yes. just to look at it with Agreed. a critical eye as mm-hmm. well um because there's a lot to cover and we will start covering it soon I do promise that um but yeah. I had like won't. several <laughs> cocktails while I was watching this movie and I was like wow <laughs> like really exciting really made my eyes open even wider
2: uh- <laughs> I was yeah, baloney say- and had a great time so
0: it was really a very immersive experience to do so um Like Monica and I said, we were in the very front row. The screen was enormous. We were sitting there, heads tilting back like we were looking up at the sky. Um, Mm -hmm. You said the pacing was a little slow for you, Sydney, but me with having chilled with a gummy, the pacing made every moment feel like so heavy and imbued with meaning. And like,
1: it, I was delicious to me. Mm. Okay, yeah. I agree. It was just a beautiful time. But let's start. Let's get into it because I really liked the opening of this movie. Um, I liked that it opened with the Gordy shit and you have no fucking clue what's going on. Uh, well, Actually though, before it opened with the Gordy shit, it opened with an Oppenheimer trailer that <laughs> Chelsea and I both times we saw the movie thought it was part of the movie and it was very confusing. So
2: I didn't appreciate that. I <laughs> did hear uh Twitter discourse about the Oppenheimer trailers. so yeah, they it really seems appeared, like it <laughs> when that appeared on my thing I was like oh this is the Oppenheimer oh, trailer yes. everybody's oh, bitching about. Sure, 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 I sure. Was like what is this countdown I'm so confused
1: and then I was like oh I was like why is Killian Murphy here and he's wearing this big hat anyway it's we, just we like did they come it. up with some deal with the movie to do it
0: after the part where they say like feature film now playing or whatever they did it's
1: the reason why it's because it's also filmed on IMAX film that's why
0: oh okay interesting but yeah that did confuse for me um if the original opening scene where you like just see Gordy um on the set and not much else I was a little confused if like how it was going to Fit into the movie later and I thought it worked really well but after the Oppenheimer trailer and then with the productions being called like monkey pop productions I was just a little like is this movie still or is this still like production yeah setup?
1: I just thought it was a really good tease though because like you have that little bit of, of the tiny little bit of bloody chimp and you see do you see and then it looks right the kid. fuck at you oh yeah you don't see the kid it just like no you right, just yeah. see him it breaks just the, the fourth wall and it's, it's so scary
0: it's the lampshade scary. rolls to point right at you as well and it's like you feel like targeted
1: yeah but it's such an important like it's such a crucial moment because i don't think before you get like the part where steven yoon is like talking about um gordy's home like i think that's all you get to then you remember that and he's like talking about how like oh it was funny and it wasn't that bad and it's just like this snl skit but you saw the bloody monkey already so you're like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: holy fucking shit like this like why is he describing it this way it's really interesting um, but and I then, like that-
0: having the audio play over the like title card stuff before you get to the visual of just the yeah. one with like nope, blah 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 with like that old tiny like cadence from old sitcoms. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's
1: the exact I- audio from the whole scene that you get to see mm-hmm. later. Yes. So it's it's another fun one to watch twice because you pick on, on more little details. Like then next is like the actual opening of this movie. And I just really, really, really liked the way that they did this. And I also was so jazzed to see um, that Keith David played Otis Hayward Sr. because I freaking love him. He's such a talented him. actor and he's so handsome.
2: So handsome. Love him as a cowboy, um, and he's an, also a great throwback in the thing. Yeah, I very know, sexy exactly. in the thing. Exactly. Oh my also gosh. an alien movie, so notable.
1: Mm-hmm. That's actually alien. really good casting. Then didn't think about it in that context. That's really good casting. Yeah, he's like horror legacy. So you just get like a tiny taste of him, um, in in this movie. But it's so good. You, they do a good job of setting the stage. Um, They do a good job of setting the horror to come, which I didn't notice the first time. But in the very, very beginning, you're just seeing Daniel Kaluuya's character, OJ, um, doing like some work for the horses, like putting out hay, feeding them, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And part of this is he's listening to the radio. Yes! Like you don't fucking care when you're watching it for the, like you don't really care what it says. The radio's uh, on, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it's saying like the search continues for missing hikers in the area, blah, 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 blah. And so, a few seconds later, when, the uh, like, the first, like, shit starts falling from the sky, the electricity goes out, the phones all go dead, and you hear that screaming sound. Hey, baby, that's the hikers. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. I actually have a question about that first scene, but it is a little bit of a jump around question, um, if you'll follow me for a moment. But obviously... Sure. In that opening scene, we see, like, oh, the text's going a little wonky. Like, oh, it seems like something's hitting the ground, blah, blah, blah. Um, And we later, like, get the pieces. It's a key. It's a quarter. Or it's a nickel, actually, I think. It's, like, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then there's this scene later where it's over the house. And it is, like, raining things down on them. And the blood as well. So, like, in the beginning, obviously, the scene over the house, it's, like, again spoilers but you should know by now um it's like we know by then it's an animal and it's like sh- sh- shitting or vomiting or something um but it's like purposely excreting do we think it's purposely excreting in the beginning or do we think those are just like loose items that are falling away
1: so so what happens is the the spaceship comes over OJ and his dad Oda senior um uh-huh. and you hear the screaming And all of a sudden, you don't hear the screaming anymore. So I think that what happens when it eats is that it like, I don't know exactly, like it like does the eat thing where you're no longer alive anymore and like probably like digest the uh, like soft matter. And then it expels all of the stuff that it can't eat.
2: Like all the inorganic material that it can't digest. All the stuff it can't digest.
1: It's like expelling it.
2: Okay, so so what do we think is the
0: difference though between that moment and the when it's over the house later during the rainstorm?
1: That is angry. Pissed, yeah. They pissed it off because
2: they fucked with it with the horse. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think the horse got stuck in it, and that's like so it was. Oh, so you think maybe it's
0: that it's that it the blood is from it, not from the people it's eating. That was my thought. Like it got
1: injured. Well, I also think it's spiteful. I think whatever it is, it's trying yeah. to, at that point it knows that it it knows that Emerald and OJ and Angels like know about it and are fucking yeah. with it and it's like, fuck you, this is my house. And it's like a power move.
2: <laughs> that <laughs> was is- a real big skip around, Chelsea. <laughs> it was, but I
1: wanted to know. <laughs> but anyway, we'll come back crazy. to that more later but i okay. just loved the i just loved the pacing of this like opening scene because like the way they play with sound is so brilliant like there's that like white noise of the like i don't know what it's called the horse carousel the horse walker what's it called sydney do you know he called it something
0: because then he was like you the, said you were gonna fix this
1: the spinny uh, horse machine and it what well, it doesn't matter oh, whatever the thing that walks the horses around yeah and um the sound just, like, goes off in that. And then, like, you don't see what is happening to Oda Sr. Like, you see him looking up, and then the camera pans away because it's following OJ's, like, perspective. And then all of a sudden, like, you hear the horse whinny, and and it cuts back and his and oj or otis senior's head is down and he slumped over and the horse starts moving horse starts moving because he gets a key in his butt which is such a sad little slap on the behind yeah it pales him um he seems okay but uh yeah for that for that period of time for now (laughs) poor ghost um ghost but I just I didn't get it at first. But I think what happens, and and I talked to Chelsea about this yesterday. But Sydney, what do you, I don't know what you think. I think that what they show is I think I think the nickel goes through his eye into his whole
2: head. Yeah. Yes. It's like yeah. lodged in his brain, in his head. And kills yeah. Him.
0: I was thinking about that um, earlier today, and I think it's interesting that you said that we saw him looking up, because I couldn't, I, I didn't remember what we'd seen of the dad. I just remembered that it was like on OJ at that part, um, and then obviously when it cuts back to the dad, he seems almost as though he's facing forward, but when you see him in the hospital, he's got like the slice across his eye, and the x-ray makes it seem like it's so far back inside of his skull. So I think he must have been like looking up yeah, at was the sky and it went way right up. into his eye.
1: Because yeah. otherwise his like went, Stetson whoop. would have protected him. That's what I was thinking. Mm. Otherwise it would have fallen down. But um that Sequence is just horrifying. Like the blood squirting out him reciting the names There's of the like horses.
2: A, really a squirt at one point yeah. when they're in the car. Yeah. When I saw the blood, I was like, oh, it's a head injury. And like head injuries bleed more than like other things. And then I saw the squirt and I was like, oh, I don't think head injuries do that. <laughs> it is a brain injury.
0: Yeah. And it turned out into the brain.
1: And that image that they, sh- when they show his face, like with his eye, like split open horrifying so haunting so good Mm -hmm. like there's not a lot of like super super horrifying moments in this but when they do them like you think about them while you're falling asleep at night you know (laughs) (laughs) um but okay another thing that you have to say because shortly after this we start we meet our our favorite girl um which is emerald played by kiki palmer who fucking slated this role Mm -hmm.
2: oh so good she's gay baby (laughs) oh yeah she's so hot and all of her clothes are so so cool i know mid-movie i texted john i was like i am obsessed with this outfit that she is wearing her (laughs) little skeleton boots are you kidding me Oh my mm-hmm. god,
1: no, she's so iconic. I will say that if I was Daniel Kaluuya, if I was OJ, I would have murdered her though in cold blood <laughs> for oh, being yeah. so she is very shitty at her job. <laughs> and That's kind of her sign gig. No, it's so not fair. That made me so mad. I was like, I love her so much, but like every time he needs help and he so obviously needs it so bad, she like won't do it. And it just pissed me off. But I still love I think- her. You could argue that they both
0: have a lot of room for growth at the job because his job should also be not just animal wrangler. He's not good at like wrangling the people around him. He's not commanding the room, oh, commanding a space. You know what I mean? And he I just to mean as like a, as well. a brotherly
1: sisterly helping out thing because mm. like they just lost their dad and, da- and OJ has to freaking do the whole farm by himself because Emerald yeah. won't help him even when he asks. So that pissed me off. But I still love her. Um but I love it her little open opening thing. She like is tooting her own horn of all the cool things she can do, <laughs> like motorcycle work, seamstress actor, singing on the side, all that shit. <laughs> um and like that's all us. That we do singing back, on the side. Yes. But all of it comes back, like, all the little random shit that she mentions is, like, in the rest of the movie, and it's brilliant.
0: Yeah, I remember when we see the the sewing scene, um, the first time you leaned over to me and you were like, she said earlier she was a seamstress, like, um, and so (gasps) I thought it was
2: very important to know. And the whole motorcycle scene at the very end. Yes, totally. big motorcycle work, come on. With the (laughs) e-bike.
0: Um, But yeah, I mean, I think not only is that scene when they're like on set to film the commercial or whatever, it is so crucial and so many different... Okay, that's what I'm kind of saying a little bit. I think other than Purple People Eater extended moment aside, there's not a lot that I would cut from this movie because I really do feel like most of the scenes are doing a lot of heavy lifting. Like this one scene is setting up like... Animals are unpredictable, even when trained. Um, You can only train an animal so much. Things can get really dangerous really fast. Um, The sibling dynamic, how they're both sort of coping after their dad's death, the way that they like bonk heads against each other. It sets up the connection with the cinematographer, Antler's
1: Horse, which is quite the name. Um,
0: They're just, they're covering so much
1: ground in that yeah and the whole like you can't look the horse in the eyes or it gets super Mm -hmm. aggressive that's like the whole second half of the movie um and that establishes that's established right there yeah there's so and the characters in this are so well developed too which is just really lovely (laughs) to see just really nice nice change of pace from some other movies that we do (laughs) (laughs) not that i don't love an undeveloped character but hey it's nice to see it um but yeah it was i really liked this whole this whole opening it was it was really really good uh, and i also really liked how they brought jupiter's claim into it um because i didn't really get what was going on at first but it, and it's also pretty sad because um they are aren't doing very well hayward's hollywood horses is not doing very well um i'll also just want to comment on this real quickly like in the movie there's like this lore like the the family has a history in hollywood and i when i saw this at almo draft house there was like this like pre-movie like talk with jordan peele he wasn't there don't worry we're not that fancy they just played an interview (laughs) they just played an interview before um but he was talking about like The very first motion picture, which was like a series of images in rapid succession, like it was an image of a black man on a horse and no one knows who that guy is. Uh, but everybody knows who the director is, and Jordan Peele apparently apparently did like all this research trying to figure out who he was to see if there was any way to find out who he was. But it's really lost of time. At least he couldn't figure it out. And so, like for this movie, he created his own version of history where the Hayward family, like Otis Senior, Otis Junior, and OJ and uh, Emerald, are descendants of that guy who is the first guy, on, um, first person on screen. And so, the first really, stuntman, really movie star, that. yeah, and animal wrangler, all in one. Yeah, exactly, the total package. Um, so I I really liked that that he like created this like 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 black historical Hollywood family that doesn't actually exist, unfortunately. But it was cool that it had like this like deep history to it. I don't know. There's just so many layers to this movie. He really thought all this shit out. God.
0: it also it that works in the sense both of like you know he really tried hard in the real world to find the identity of this person um and he couldn't find it but he he gave them an identity which is Mm. um an interesting way to like approach honoring that legacy um but it also makes sense for like why OJ is holding on to the business so hard. You know what I mean? It's not just like his dad's business. It's like this long history, this long legacy, um, that has has been like really overlooked and buried. And he's like, no, this is important. Like Mm -hmm. this is worth upholding. Even if we have to sell some of our horses to do it, um, talk about selling the farm, even maybe like he's doing what he can to hold down the business. Yeah, he's, he's trying to make it
1: eyes. work when he obviously, like, wasn't prepared to, like, be the leader of the whole group because it's, like, you know, no, one, no one's prepared when, that, like, a, a quarter falls out of the sky and kills your dad. Like, that you know, you can't prepare for that shit. Sure. Um, but it's just so sad when they introduce uh, Steven Yoon because, like, you don't realize it's sad at the time. But he sells Lucky to to Jupiter's claim, and he sold. This is the tenth horse that he has sold to Jupiter's claim, and he has a little meeting with Jup to try to like, uh, you know, he wants negotiate to negotiate a way to buy back the horses, and and Jup's being real cagey about it. Uh, and you're like, huh? Maybe he just doesn't want to sell him back because he likes having them. No, no he's been feeding them to an alien.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they all are dead.
1: <laughs> They're all already dead. Wow. That when that hit later yeah. on in the movie. That really fucking sucked.
0: <laughs> he sold 10 of them and every single day for the last six months, Jupe's just been tossing them into the sky, basically. Oh,
1: <sighs> man. Yeah. I, I really think, though, uh, that Steven Yoon like, bodied this role he was so good also he looks so fucking handsome and cowboy stuff like
2: so dreamy.
1: he's so dreamy when he's like having his um like horror gordy flashbacks and you just are looking at his beautiful face i'm like oh he's having a hard time right now but ain't he good looking (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah That scene, though, is one of my favorites when they're, like, in his office trying to talk business with him. Like, I love it so much because it's such an interesting character study to me. Like, they're both trying to build and form this professional, both siblings are trying to build and form this professional relationship with him, but they have such, like, diametrically opposed viewpoints and perspectives yeah, and like to do ideas of how to go about that yeah and they're both really trying to be like no sh- shut up mine is working and they're both kind of right to a degree but Otis is like you're being unprofessional just like you were earlier and Emerald is like this man is a celebrity who has decorated his whole office with s- swag from his roles obviously he wants to talk about it um I am yeah. flattering him. He's taking us into the secret room where he doesn't take anybody for free. Um and so it was just really interesting to see. Like I could write an essay about that whole scene. Um and they're like competing goals and like the actions that they're taking. I just loved that scene from like a an analytical psychological standpoint. I thought it was so cool.
2: My, I want to know who are the people that are paying $50,000 to spend the night in that tiny room full of like, horror, like German tragedy, couple. porn, like, who are they? You know, there are people me- out there like that. Of course makes there are, me- but I still want to know who they
1: are. Imagine being like, it makes me so horny to know that a chimpanzee ripped this girl's fucking face off. Um, and he- we're now we're near some of the memorabilia. What? Okay, please <laughs> seek therapy. I don't want to yuck your yum, but dear god. Get help. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
2: <Please laughs> yeah,
1: get help. It's a lot. Um, I don't want to go full into the Gordy uh scene yet cuz it's not quite happening yet, but sure. they show the shoe in this moment and they showed the shoe in the opening scene and my question is, why was the shoe pointing into the sky? Like it defied gravity. A lot of people understand.
0: A lot of people are very focused on the shoe, um, and have had a lot of questions about the shoe, including Logan Paul, um, who. How really dare me you, me
1: you bring that. him back up saying. again?
0: <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, but my friend Brianna and I were talking about it after she saw the movie. Um, and she like texted me about the shoe on her way home, and then I had some time to research and Google um before she got home to talk on the phone um and there's like a billion seo articles about it as well so clearly people are like googling and all the websites are like trying to capitalize on those searches um but all that to say i didn't really find any solid answers and i think it's kind of just like very very small chance but sometimes you drop a quarter and it lands on its edge you know what i mean interesting And I think that's part of it is it's just like, it's part of the spectacle. It was this really weird detail. And that's why it was like immortalized in the case because it was such a weird detail. Um, I think also maybe a little bit, it was there for the audience in the beginning when you like know you're seeing an alien movie but you don't know what's happening yet to be like did something otherworldly happen on this movie set you know what I mean Um, a little bit there as a tease for the audience but I also just like to be an interesting visual detail essentially
1: Mm. could have just been like leaning up against the uh, coffee table but no, but that is fine. <laughs> Didn't, weren't
0: we just talking about the before we started, Jordan Peele said, not everything has to mean everything. Sometimes things are just for fun. Yes.
2: But I, on Reddit, people were saying mm-hmm. that like, I think it was just something that, cause like what we don't see at the very beginning is that Jupe is hiding under a table and like seeing everything. And I think, like, people were talking about, like, that's just, like, something that he, like, chose to focus on. So, like, you were seeing it from, like, his point of view, and it's what he's focusing on instead of, like, all the horrible, shitty stuff actually happening. That's fair. Like, the big theme is to, like, not look at it in the eyes. So, like, when you're watching it, like, your eye goes to the shoe. And like, not really the animal,
0: oh, hmm. that is interesting.
1: Yeah, I just thought it was weird, I didn't really know if it meant anything. I was just like, huh, this is kind of unnatural, but whatever, <laughs> there's more important things. Um, but I would say that I really would like to go to Jupiter's claim, um, and I would really like to be a part of Jupiter's family so I could have one of those sick fucking outfits just saying um seems like my ideal life yes but they don't have outfits there for me I'm talking about my fantasy life here where I marry into Stephen Yoon's
2: family in this film (laughs) a valid fantasy quite frankly
1: (laughs) like we're jumping around a little bit I just gonna touch on it now he has the coolest fucking custom alien cowboy shirt that or jacket suit that anyone has ever he seen does. in their entire life and before I die I will have something similar to that and that's a promise nice.
2: um I believe but anyway
1: Monica. I think that I really like the way that I actually introduce like the alien in this movie Like I, it's so subtly done. It's just such a beautiful setting that they have like here. this like Valley, the lonely Valley, as it says in, uh, in the IMDb description, like it's so gorgeous. There's so many clouds there. It's so mysterious. And like, it's just this never ending Valley where this horse could be running forever and ever and ever. And it's just, oh, I don't know. Visually. It's so beautiful. I'm so glad this shit was on IMAX Damn.
0: Okay, actually, I might be jumping ahead a little bit again with another one of my (laughs) questions. So I apologize. Um, But just because we just talked about the shoe, so many people have talked about the shoe. I haven't really seen people talking about the cloud that never moves. And I want to talk about the cloud that never moves. Because early on in the movie, when you first notice it, you don't really know what the deal is with um, our flying friend. And so you assume, I, I assumed at least like maybe it's camouflage or something like maybe that's, part of it um and i think it is part of it but it never really is explored beyond that cloud hasn't moved for the last six months when the our little flying friend first came around what's what's the deal with the cloud i think he makes a cloud around
1: him but then why doesn't it move when he moves i don't think it could like if he's moving really fast i don't think that it works like that because i think it's like a cloud like a big fart surrounding him and it's protecting him from being seen i don't know how it works i'm not an alien <laughs> <laughs> i'm and
2: not again, an and alien, alien monica yeah, monica. yeah why I aren't are you an me? alien monica i know it could know. be Maybe another one decide, of those things
0: it could be another one of those things that's just like because it's cool and because it's mysterious and didn't we give you enough other things to ponder in and reflect upon in this movie um but
1: well, oh, okay. Here's the thing. Here's an idea. I think okay. it's the progression of the monster itself because I think at first it's like living in harmony in that area. It's hunting when it needs to, and it wants to stay hidden and it wants to stay out of sight. So it's staying in its little cloud that it creates because I believe it can create a cloud. But later on when it starts like being more aggressive with the people in that area and they start interacting with it or, or whatever, or accidentally interacting with it I think that's when it starts like coming out more and more and more because it's like maybe it's like a uh aggression display or something like that to be like don't fuck with me I'm so a the cloud is this. like
0: sort of habitat
1: ish maybe that it brings with it that's home base I think it's camouflage I think that's camouflage but I think it shows itself when it's like trying to be like yeah actually I'm a big old thing and I'm gonna eat you you know hmm. okay or maybe it got sick after it ate the horse <laughs> the plastic I just
0: horse. think <laughs> valid everybody's questioning the shoe nobody's questioning the cloud where's the cloud discourse I like the cloud I love the I like cloud. the cloud I'm too like- I just think we should talk about it
1: I, lo- I love and that it. we have yeah we, we did, did great it. <laughs> um I yeah I just think that I think the openings horse disappearance scene with ghost r.i.p ghost was was really really great and you just like you don't see much but you just see that tiny little bit um and oj just has no fucking words for it he can't we just talk about daniel kaluuya in this oh my god he's so good in this he's so subtle he's so subtle and he can do so much with like the tw- tiniest twitch of his fucking face my god give him all the oscars
0: he's also very hot and very classic I know. cowboy
1: yeah I know.
2: he's got the he's stoic very cowboy sexy thing in down i will say did y'all like when he led his first like nope out after <laughs> seeing like ghost every like all eight of us in the movie theater we're cracking up laughing, <laughs> oh yeah, it was hilarious,
1: it was so hilarious. every time that was used, it was perfect <laughs> um but I just okay, I just love the whole cast here. Let me finally get everyone after the their first viewing of of the space anomaly um and I just love even before this this part of the twitter disc discourse that I was talking about, I follow Americana. And- at brand memes, and you should too. As especially everyone. I if also you're from yeah. LA. Follow that, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking to the listeners now. Um, it might not make a lot of sense to you if you're not from LA, but you can learn about LA things, <sighs> very niche LA. You learn jokes. about the Gower Gulch. That's yeah, relevant because, because the Gower Gulch Western is very theme. important. The Gower mm-hmm. Gulch is incredibly important. But yeah, before this movie came out, when just the trailer had come out, Americana at brand memes posted a picture of the front of Fry's electronics in burbank that has a like classic spaceship ship crashing into the front and they were like nope 2022 and then literally that exact fries is in the movie like i couldn't believe my fucking eyes like like what a gift r.i.p fries <laughs> electronics thank god they kept that facade it's stunning Oh, and okay. Shouts out to the Alice in Wonderland themed one that was in Topanga. No one talks about that one. It's not as cool, but it was pretty cool still. <laughs> anyway, for, this is a no fries erasure here on this podcast. <laughs> we love um, fries. We love it's fries close now, and we the also over. I know, I know, but let us live in the past. Gone, right. but never forgotten, Chelsea. Okay, important, important. Very true. Also, that brings us to Angel. Fucking Angel, played by Brandon Perea. Another man that I have to love. It's got... It's hard. The list is getting longer and longer. He's so good-looking. How do they do it? I loved the blonde tips.
2: He gives big Dave Franco vibes in this movie. Oh!
1: That's spot on.
2: Like Uh big Dave Franco vibes, and I'm into it. He's so good. This is what his, like, first, like, major acting like major major acting role i know he was in the oa oh yeah oh my god he's so grown up
1: now wow i watched the oa <laughs> um anyway
0: <laughs> is that also but- kind of an alieny show yeah. or nice yeah okay they're pulling on. from they're, the it's alien hard project to really
1: uh put a put your finger on the pulse of what the oa is i'll tell you sure. that especially in that's the second I, season that's really the only thing i know about the oa is that <laughs> nobody can really say what it's about fucking nuts some would say um but i loved it <laughs> may the oa rest in peace as well um five but- stars angel <laughs> <laughs> um he's the original angel okay anyway we're moving on we're moving on from that way (sighs) it's fine it's fine (laughs) but he his character is so funny like brings the perfect amount of levity to this like I love that he's an ancient aliens girly (laughs) like it's just (laughs) so funny I've heard that ancient aliens has gone a really dark bad direction but um I've always wanted to watch it so I don't know I'll watch the early season is it
0: a show I thought it was like one documentary
1: Oh, no, no, it's, it's a, a show. show on yeah, oh, on, on Channel.
0: History Channel. It's hey. yeah. just what I know. I'm not enough engaged with my
1: alien lore, I guess. Wow, okay. Chelsea, embarrassing. It's okay, I'm here. Maybe I'm I should here. be.
2: Okay. I'm here. <laughs> um, also, like, later, once they go back into his apartment, one of the weird things that I was saying is you could see, like, something, and he's, like, mining crypto in, like, his <laughs> apartment. No! no! Oh, oh. Tragic. Oh, uh, I just that love scene that is so funny. That's probably why <laughs> so his girlfriend broke up with him,
0: quite frankly. Yeah,
1: he, he a
2: she VR blamed headset. it on the CW, oh. but it
0: right? was because he was a crypto,
1: crypto bro. bro. Fucking CW. CW. That shit was so, like, they got the LA experience down in this right?
2: <laughs> show. It's so good.
1: Oh, man. And I love that he broke so many laws. To monitor their cameras <laughs> right? against their will. <laughs> I also love that Barbie for, for how do you say her last name? Ferreria or I I always get all the vowels mixed up. Ferrera would be my guess, but I, I don't I know I added that I've some ever eyes ever said in it there before. that are not there. I love that Barbie is in this for literally four minutes for like a stupid fake jump scare, and literally that's it. Like that is the only thing. When I first watched Uh, this, later on in the movie, the motorcyclist comes up and I turned to Chelsea and I was like, is
2: it Barbie? (laughs) Is that Barbie?
0: It seems for a moment like maybe she was going to be a love interest for Kiki Palmer. Um, But I mean, I guess not. Um, But I do wonder, yeah, I wonder if there was going to be more with her originally and those scenes like got cut or like what maybe she just really wanted to be in a Jordan Peele movie you know what I mean and and who wouldn't um but it was interesting to me that they would cast such a well-known name um and actress to she's not just a name obviously um but that they would cast somebody who is so familiar right now um and that they would market to some degree on the fact that she's in the movie like that was part of the marketing and then for her to just be like meep, walking around eating cheetos um and being like you know me just shit talking which like is absolutely iconic like i do i love it um
1: but i'm curious it was perfect, about it. It was perfect. i mean i'm sure there's some stuff left on the cutting room floor but like I'm glad she was there. I'm glad mm-hmm. we got a little taste of Barbie because she is it's I just for fun. Her. Just yeah. for laughs. Just for laughs. I am just so obsessed with Kiki Palmer. Like Emerald is out here. Everybody is doing their work. They're setting up cameras. And Emerald's out here with her own plan. And it is to just in the light of day steal something from Jupiter's claim like something so large and so beautiful and the first thing that you see when you enter the whole fucking theme park (laughs) she's just like I'm just gonna take it (laughs) and I just just can't get over the scene where Jupiter comes to freaking confront them and she's (laughs) so but okay well i guess his name isn't jupiter his name his is name ricky. is ricky isn't that weird yeah, i don't ricky. know that they
0: ever said it in the movie but i read it in an article and i was like oh okay
1: like Jupiter's why when i say jupe do i feel like i'm saying a bad word like when i say jupe i feel like i'm saying a bad word so that's why i've been avoiding saying it i don't know why but anyway why? I'll that's keep what they call it. him i know i don't know why Anyway, so Jupe comes by. (laughs) And he's like, Look,
0: it feels bad, but I'm going to say it. it. it.
1: (laughs) It, That's his name. I'm not going to fucking call him Ricky. No one's going to know who I'm talking about. You can say Uh, Jupiter (laughs) or his full name. Nah,
2: that's weird.
1: I will say Jupiter, but that felt weird too. There's no right answer. Anyway, both sound totally normal and fine to me.
2: (laughs) Jupe comes by.
1: Sorry, to confront them. And I just like died. I couldn't. Wait, do
0: you think he came to confront them? Or do you think yeah, he just came he to give
1: them the invitation? No, he and he knew noticed that they it? stole it. No, I think he knew that they stole it.
0: I think that he came to give them the flyer. And then the instance that he saw it, he was like, that's literally ours.
1: He My guess was that, like he saw right them, after.
2: Like, that he saw them. Mm. Like he saw her take it. So he went up there and was like also like oh yeah come to this thing do you think they really
0: have cameras on the front of the park all the way out like that even before the parking lot seems kind of like an impoverished park to a degree
1: I don't know I I just thought he was coming there to collect um and and she she plays it off so well he's got no leg to stand on and then they're just like
2: oh it was so funny
1: (laughs) thumbs up (laughs) (laughs) it's mortifying it's literally mortifying it's so perfect and Um, then angel's like oh y'all are like doing crimes or something (laughs) (laughs) He like to take control of the the whole situation like angel please see yourself out no (laughs) five stars angel not anymore taking away stars for that calling that manager back up i love that it when faced with a theft like jupe sends out his like young children to to, f- to threaten to threaten adults or maybe they just did it on their own accord but the I whole I think they probably did it themselves because
2: yeah that <laughs> one
0: kid sure got punched
2: in the face. Um, yeah. no. that was so that scene was so funny because like at first you were like oh shit. At oh, first shit. it is kind of scary. Yeah. It so it's totally scary like- scary just the way that they move and like the shadows and stuff like that and uh, dude okay but here was we my first second thought. nope yeah nope. the the,
1: mm-hmm. the first thought that I had once I saw them I was like in my mind I was like oh my god it's happening we're getting we're getting to see the aliens Wow! Wow! wow 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 wow, wow. and I was like Oh no, I'm disappointed with how they look. I'm like, oh no, why are they furry? Like, why do they have a furry body? And that's a weird thing. Well, they kind of look like Gordy. Yeah, yeah. An ape thing. This is some sort of play out of his subconscious. I don't childhood know. Childhood traumas. Therapy, baby. There's no time now because you're dead. But um, I wish he had gone to some t- some counseling. Um, but a furry alien was not it. I did like the beady little eyes. I liked that they looked like scary owls. They did. And then they I liked
0: that owls. one of them was like hanging from the ceiling. And then he got absolutely rocked.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude,
1: okay. That's it reminded I me.
2: <laughs> Just punch punch an alien.
1: Yeah. Do you remember that viral video where like the guy like jumps out of the trash can in a mask and this guy who he was scaring just like absolutely cl- clocks him in the fucking face immediately and the guy just passes out? That's the vibes I got. <laughs> well,
2: If y'all, uh, it, what was it? Independence Day or something like with Will Smith and yeah. like Will Smith punches an alien in the face in Independence Day, and it's like, welcome to Earth. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: That's beautiful. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful reference to the greatest film of all time, Independence Day, which is also really, really long. But let me tell you that it's paced way worse than this one.
0: Um, But yeah, I mean, I thought it was, speaking of his his childhood drama, by the way, actually, was <laughs> that, <laughs> were we just saying that, or was that now five yeah, minutes yeah, yeah. ago? Um, But either way, we kind of, breezed past that scene a little bit and we really need to discuss it further because it is so fucked up but it was so interesting watching it for the second time knowing where that scene was going because you haven't gotten the full picture yet you've just seen that bit from the beginning with Gordy kind of looking at the camera and you don't really know what had happened yet and I don't know about you guys but I kind of the first time in my head was like maybe it wasn't the chimp and the movie just wants us to think that but it was an alien something or other blah 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 and we're going to find out the chip was blameless after all um and so then you're getting this setup from Jupiter as he's explaining it and he's being like oh yeah SNL did this crazy sketch hilarious and it's so LA it's so well not LA I guess because they film in New York but it's so um, of the industry he's being like Chris Kattan and this person and this person the audience was laughing like very much along with those jokes and then it cuts so hard to that very different vibe of him under the table just for like a second and like the the absolute like hush that fell over the theater when we were in there it was so good the way they do like the vibe shift and they are like cutting back and forth between them and comparing them it's
1: so well done it it really is i mean i i saw some hot takes this is in scare quotes um (laughs) about this movie and they're just like we could have i liked it but like what was all the gordy stuff and like i could have cut all of that and i would have liked it a lot better i'm like bitch it wouldn't make a lick of sense without the gordy stuff sorry you need that context so you can understand what's going on with jupe because like he thinks that he can tame the beast because of his experience with gordy And, like, now let's, like, get into that fucking scene where it actually goes down. Because that shit is, oh, it's so horrifying. It goes on for so long. Yeah, yeah, it is I thought you were going to say something, Sydney, but you're chewing ice. (laughs) I was like, I stopped
2: talking because I thought you were opening your mouth to say something. (laughs) No, I'm getting a brain freeze because I'm chewing ice. So, uh, somebody was like, is Sydney eating on the last podcast? And so, I was on mute, but, uh. (laughs) hi yeah I'm trying, <laughs> trying not to, to eat into the <laughs>
0: mic this time um look we're only humans sometimes it's gonna happen um but yeah, that moment is just if you somehow have missed that that is like the whole setup for everything that has happened in this movie, I could maybe understand why you would be like, why is that a focus other than again, it is incredible character study to be like, this man who had this really traumatic experience and is trying to like have some ownership over it without really reconciling the trauma of it and maybe thinks that he is like special he was the person not attacked at all and so maybe he has this special relationship with creatures and he knows how to do it and blah 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 and like hubris of man etc um but it is it's the whole reason that the movie happens, because whether or not um, the our flying friend is like coming by of its own accord the first time or whatever, we know from his like speech later at the viewing that he came with the flyer to invite them to that he's like for the past six months, blah, blah, blah. Um, And we know after the scene on the commercial in the beginning when they like got sent home with Lucky that it has been six months since their dad died. And so, I mean, we're very clearly supposed to like reconcile those timelines together and say like these two things happened at once essentially. Um, And Jupiter has been literally feeding the alien for six months now. That's why suddenly it's so territorial Coming over, scooping up horses, really making this area its home and not drifting along to wherever is next. It has a regular feeding source.
1: Yeah, man, Juke made this shit go down because he was trying to tame the fucking beast. Ugh. But I mean, I mean, well, I get also use it for profit too. Like,
2: yeah, because
0: his yeah. his sad little. That's the thing with the trauma too. Is this is what he has now, like, can you imagine that you're that child actor, you see this horrific thing, not only, I'm sure, are you sort of pushed out of the industry to a degree, because people don't want to reckon with that, or have to deal with that, but also, what would your ability to continue working be like after that, you know what I mean, like, could you even feel comfortable on a set again, and so he's kind of built his whole career around this like very early childhood work that he had and it that's really all that he has other than I mean he's got a family but like that's what he's built his life around
1: well and his character is a direct allegory to like or not allegory that's too fancy of a word but it's like a reference to characters during that era, like, like you know, tokenized Asian characters, especially children, like exactly like Shortstop in Indiana Jones. Like that's the the type of character that his child actor character was supposed to re- like represent. And a lot of, of actors who were in those positions like didn't get a lot of work later on in their career once they stopped being a cute little kid also. So like, you know, he has monetized all of his success from his childhood and he has to still keep on reliving it to like you know he's to make his living and he's also you know that there's so much trauma wrapped up into that that he's obviously not dealt with i don't know I that's that really, really interesting. interesting
0: perspective racially to me because like i didn't i didn't recognize this until later reading something online I forget but apparently Jupiter um his character was not the main character in Kid Sheriff he was like one of the side characters um and Kiki Palmer's character remarks on like the the black boy from the story and like whatever happened to him and what did he do yeah so that that makes a lot of sense too but I also had heard that Jesse Plemons was maybe gonna be cast in that role originally and he had to pull out and go do some other movie. But I don't know if that's true. Because IMDb Trivia said he also maybe was going to play Brandon Perea's character. And, like, I see him more as, as a Jupiter oh my God. figure than as Angel. Because I think he would also be really great in the, like, washed up child star clinging to what he has kind of thing. It'd be, like, a slightly different energy that's, like, less optimistic hopeful i can make this work and more like desperate dragging for something you know what i mean i think but i like this version better
1: i yeah i like this version better too and i also want to correct myself i called him shortstop it's short round and i am so sorry and his real name (laughs) is key i mm, key and then h-u-y and then kwan is his last name and i just Mm -hmm. uh found out about this the other day he is the main fucking guy in everything everywhere all at once and he fucking slays it but you know like how many other how many other film credits does he have i'll tell you right now i'm on his i'm on his imdb he hadn't worked since 2002 before everything everywhere all at once he well he was in one other movie called finding ohana in 2021 but like just similar to what i was like oh he's gonna be an american-born chinese too that's awesome. everything everywhere all at
0: once is such an incredible movie and oh waymond god. is such a cutie oh my I god i need to go
2: see it oh it's dude so it's so good, good. Rebecca it and I is, it together.
0: oh
1: my god it slaps oh shit he's in the goonies too yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he had like all these roles from like eighty-four to nineteen ninety-one or like yeah, nineteen ninety-two, and then like barely anything for the entire rest of his life until now. So it's it's similar to that. Um, and I think there's also something to be said because I I feel like uh there's some uncomfy uncomfy vibes in the whole premise of Gordy's home. Um, because it's like an all white family and Then they have Jupiter as one of their kids. is one of the kids. And then Gordy is their other kid. I don't know. I'm getting some weird vibes there. Um, Don't like it. Don't think that it was chill.
2: (laughs) Did y'all know that Gordy, even though, like, Gordy isn't real, but it's, like, based off of real-life events, kind of? Like, it's inspired by... and the only reason I, somebody brought this up and they were like, oh yes, this monkey or this chimpanzee named Travis. And I was like, I've seen TikToks about this recently. Um, this couple had a chimp named Travis and like treated it like a human person. And he was in a bunch of commercials and like acting and all this kind of stuff. And... um uh, Travis's human dad died. So it was just Travis's human mom. And then the mom's friend came over and was holding his toy or something. And Travis like went ballistic and like mauled her face off. And ripped off her face. Didn't she have to get a face transplant? Yes. See, and she did Oprah interviews and a bunch of stuff like that. So like when ooh, we, the are, when we Oprah. see Jupiter and in the theater... Or in like the corral, he's like pointing like, and this is my co-star, and you see like kind of her fucked up yeah. face. That's what that the woman who the real life chimpan like it's based so that's off a, of her. A
1: direct reference to that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh Yikes. man,
1: I yeah I I knew because I seen the trailer and they have that scene where she like stands up and is looking up and and you see her like shawl Bail, blow away. Flutter. That like she has no like lips or anything left um and so I remembered that from the trailer and when I was like you don't see thank fuck you don't see Gordy ripping up this child thank the lord um because no one needs to fucking see that um but you can hear it and you can imagine it and I'm like okay well now I know that she survives and is just disfigured for the rest of her life and I'm because I could I've put that together and luckily that's exactly when I had to pee so I missed that reveal um but it was (laughs) fine I had already figured it out so we're all good (laughs) um but yeah it's just that whole scene is so disturbing because it's just it's so like it's sound heavy you hear all this squishing and thumping and crying and breathing and all of this horrible shit and it's Water just is so set up effective. so well
0: too, because when they walk in, he's like, "That's the first exploding fist bump," and then when the chimp is like reaching out with its fist, and he's starting to reach back, oh, and, and
1: then, it, then plop. yeah, and then he gets shot, and the blood splatters everywhere. I mean, like, it's also like the perfect like Jordan Peele moment where it's like so fucking horrifying, but they're doing the exploding fist bump like that's what they're doing (laughs) they're doing a explode like a like that's what that is that's what the monkey and him were gonna do their big special meaningful moment was an exploding fist bump it's hilarious and it's deeply upsetting and i will have night terrors about it (laughs) um but i think like my favorite part about this entire movie is like the reveal that it's not a ship, that it's not a ship filled with the viewers or whatever Steven Yoon thinks that it is, or excuse me, Jupe thinks that it is. um, He's like, and they
0: trust me. That's why I'm still standing here, sir.
1: Sir, they're they're not a they. I mean, maybe their pronouns are they them, but like they're not multiple of them. It's
2: one big old thing. Um, Do we think this, like, where I'm assuming he's just been out there by himself feeding the alien guy, right? And yeah, so he, he, I don't think he's been first feeding time time it in people. In, no, he's been feeding it horses. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, do, yeah. Th- but like, this is it. his first time, like, doing it in front of the audience. And yeah. so that's yeah. why it be like behaved like miss like didn't act like it normally was
1: yeah, yeah i think I, it started to be more threatened by that and it had just been pissed off by the horsey that the fake horsey that it ate
0: mm-hmm. and they said when they're first walking into the office for the first scene you can hear someone on the phone being like oh totally we can wrestle up some more vip press passes for our friends and family pre-show viewing or whatever like this is very much the debut and that's also why you know that like this is such a desperate cash grab because even that is like very much not full you know what I mean um you can see like how sad it's just like a very small run down amusement park all the way out kind of far away and not near the big cities in California I mean it's not that far but it's not that close either out in we would to it by Vasquez Rocks. Vasquez, it's kind of a drive. Totally, I yeah, we would have gone. I was like, for we sure, would have but yeah, <laughs> but Disneyland it is not.
1: No, definitely not. And like the, I just everything with the scene where the entire what is it called Star. The star oh the star lasso experience. Lasso. The star lasso experience. Oh, it's so good. The neon sign they had fucking slapped. This is where we see Steven Yoon's incredible uh suit. That is like a beautiful red, like embroidered cowman suit. Cowman, interesting that I said that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought you did it on
1: purpose. I just prepared to roll with it. No, no, no. It just came out. Um, just came I don't out. know. It's a suit, so it felt like like an upgrade from boy. So we oh, went to man. cowman. Yes, I'm a cowman. You wanted to give him his cowboy. proper
0: respect, and I I'm think a... that's right cowman.
1: and appropriate. On a steel horse, I ride. Anyway, um, and it has the beautiful flowers all over it and then very subtly on the back there is a disc-like spaceship and I think there's little alien heads on the cuffs and it's beautiful and I want it and I wept a little bit when I saw it yeah um, so at least he looked fucking sick when he died you know why he looked so good and his wife also looked great as hell interesting placement for the fringe t- kind of like a, a a vagina v of fringe on her skirt very exciting not necessarily fl- flattering, but also something that I would wear if if I did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but oh, man, it's it's so good. Like all, I love what they do with electricity in this because, like, the spaceship slash alien has the ability to like take down all power sources in its general vicinity. And in this movie, they have in this seg- this part of the movie, they have all these icy machines, one of which being cactus flavor, which is a flavor that I must have, and I must find out if it's real. That sounds
2: so good. Um, but like, people watching on Reddit were saying stop, that it's like a normal flavor in the Southwest. We must go to the Southwest. Spooky I like-
1: Tuesday goes out west. I would love that.
0: I've had like cactus blossom chocolate um, and it was not the flavor for me. Um, but I would try an icy baby.
1: But it just was so cool. Like watching them like slowly come to a mm-hmm. stop, like as the power went out. And I also thought it was just so brilliant that they only showed Jupe's face as all of the carnage was ensuing and as all the people were being sucked up into the air, mm-hmm. like you just saw him and you'd see like, you'd hear the screams. You saw a little bit of the, a person flying behind them and the dust kicking up like, Oh, oh so good. I love Jordan
0: Peele. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought they did an amazing job with that. And then I love that. Like, you don't really, you know kind of what's happened, um, but when it cuts to the them all squished in the tube, um, and it's like pulsating around them and they're just like screaming and scared, and they don't have an appreciation for what has just happened. Um, very scary, a plus on alien design to me for that part.
2: This so part when they were awesome. being digested, I was cracking up laughing the entire time. It was so funny. <laughs> And I'm like reading everybody's like, this will give me nightmares. This I was like, that is the one of the funniest parts of this entire movie. Like where she runs into the fake horse. Hilarious.
1: <laughs> so,
2: like, and then she starts screaming, bloody fucking murder. It's so good. It's so funny. Like, I I don't know. I just imagine them like in like some kind of tube. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I can't. I'm just like, they absolutely
1: so cool. were in a tube. Yeah they we were in a tube a very beautiful tube and i love yeah i love how they introduced like the whole intestines of of this this alien tube because they showed it in the very beginning when like that's like goes to the screen that shows the very first footage of the black man on the horse um and you're in the tube i don't know why but who cares i loved it it was cool <laughs> um but i mean i i think the real fun of this movie comes like as they're finally trying to get the shot and they actually have the means to do it when they get um our guy, what's his name? Antler's oh. Horse. Antler's yeah. Horse in the mix. What a man. What Isn't a Isn't that right? Something like that. Antler's Horse. Oh, Holst. yeah. His voice Michael is Wincott. unreal. Yeah, like, oh my god, shook me up inside. My body was changed after hearing the sound of his voice. Like, what? And you know he's going to fucking die. You meet him and you know he's going to die. You know, like, of course he's going to die. His ego is too big for him to not die. But I didn't think he was going to recite all the words to flying purple people eater and i absolutely <laughs> lost my fucking shit in the theater i was pretty drunk at this point and i laughed way too hard for the vibes of the theater and no one was down <laughs> and it was so good it's so good and if you didn't know they've released his spoken word <laughs> reciting of that on give spotify it is on Spotify. give it a
2: grammy
1: it's incredible it's just, oh my god if that one
2: oh my god could you imagine
1: and i want a grammy
2: it would be great No, that would solve they'd be right for that
1: yeah they would be right they would be correct they'd be correct for that um but I just love well okay actually before we get into the floating inflatable tube men um we've got to talk a little bit more about the whole house thing and some questions that I had about logistics with the power going out okay. I mean, we, we've talked a little bit about the whole house scene where the uh beautiful alien being is fucking pissed you know, and so it shits mm-hmm. all over their house. Literally, it shits blood all over their house. Um, and you hate to see anyone having a bloody shit like that. So I, my heart goes out to him. Um, just really unfortunate but i mean like the when you realize we talked about this for a hot sec but when you realize that scary scream sound you've been hearing the whole movie whenever it comes by is literally the people inside of it screaming
2: like that is so oh, awesome yeah.
1: that's so yeah. awesome oh that was a great
2: moment in film
1: and I just fucking – I just geeked about this whole alien design in general because, like, I love the idea of, like – because it, it, to me it looks like a, a ray, like a a stingray. Yeah. It's skin feels like – I didn't touch it's it. It's giving SpongeBob. But it's, give, <laughs> it's giving stingray to me. I did – I did SeaWorld camp, uh, which is not cool, but I did do some cool things. And I touched a lot of stingrays in my time. And I fed a stingray, a little fish with my toes, went in in a stingray pit. And anyway, so I got to know all about them. Um, and Chelsea sent this awesome picture earlier, but like the way that they eat is super similar to the way that the freaking alien eats. It like sucks up from mm-hmm. a hole underneath its mouth. And like, you need to post that picture for, for, um, social, the, sw- like, it literally looks like the swirling, um, vortex. Yeah. Yeah. Vortex it's or like, like, tornado. It's like vacuuming tornado. it up. You. Yeah. Yeah. It looks exactly like that. I just. Oh, I just love, I'm really interested by like monster design and like what pieces <laughs> and of, of different real things people bring together to make something horrifying. And this was just so brilliant. I read this article on Polygon, which had like a little description of the different things that brought it together. Um, okay, let's see, hold on. This is what they said. They talked to this guy named John O. DeBerry. Um, who's a caltech professor who worked as a consultant on on the ufo design for nope um and he said that it mostly was like an amalgamation of terrestrial aquatic life storms such as jellyfish squids and octopuses and um They were looking at these jellyfish. So this is what he said. He said, when we feed our jellyfish, they have what we call oral arms, which are these almost silk-like ribbons that end up getting released and displayed when they're feeding. And it's really cool analogy to see them at between feeding time in my lab. They basically like put little shrimps in there and they have these little like silken arms that come this out. So that's sort of similar to like what it turns into at the end. Um, and like those types of tentacles. And then they also said that part of the design was both based on something called the ghost knife fish, which is such a fucking cool name. Um, And that a ghost knife fish can generate electricity using a specialized tail organ derived from spinal neural or spinal cord neurons. So like, They got the idea for it having the like electrical field from this fish. Oh, but like it's skin, it's skin looks just like a stingray. It looks just like a stingray. And you were saying, Chelsea, what you thought it looked like a sand dollar too. Yeah,
0: it it looks like a sand dollar.
1: When it looks like the classic alien
0: ship at first, before it has, you know, revealed anything else about how its body works. It really looks like a floating little sand dollar swimming around um before it transforms into Mewtwo from the Pokemon movie it does look like Mewtwo but actually Actually. um sorry but but before we move on my Tumblr dash has been really good at serving me unintentionally relevant content lately it showed me some very scary looking mask when we were doing the black phone um and then it didn't seem to be relevant so I didn't talk about it but that's where i saw the stingray thing for this movie and also a couple of days ago i saw something about an episode of courage the cowardly dog called the last of the star makers and i went back and rewatched that episode because it's about like a space squid that comes to earth um and the squid is nice yeah. the squid is like we love the squid in that episode but it really reminded me because the space squid and the design of the squid and then when i watched it what was interesting is it's kind of like finding Nemo in the beginning, like it's a mama and the dad, and they've got little eggs, and then blah blah blah. They get a but they opposite of finding Nemo, um, because the mama and the eggs get away. Um, but they're getting away from a space whale that is vacuuming everything towards it, oh, and that's God. how it's eating. Um, so I, I absolutely believe that Jordan Peel would have watched such a thing and drawn inspiration at least somewhere back in the recesses of his brain from however many years ago that show was on air you know
1: what I mean oh yeah totally and also when I was watching it like when the alien like unfurls itself I was like biblically accurate angels <laughs> like it looks like biblically it's kind of accurate peacocky angels. also yeah. And they, I saw on this Polygon episode, there's this show. It's an anime show called Neon Genesis Evangelion or Evan. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. And they show a picture of this alien creature um, in it. And yeah, it one, it looks like a biblica- biblically accurate angel. And it also looks just like this alien. So I'm totally, I love all these different places. He must have had so much fucking fun making this shit. I loved it. Also, okay. Another thing, the alien had counter shading, and I appreciated that. It had like a white belly; it was darker on top. That's called. I like.
2: <laughs> so, a lot of the times with like monster movies like this, like the suspense of seeing it is like such a big deal, and then once you finally yeah. see like the monster, or the alien, it's like disappointing a little bit. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. was really funny to be like. Oh, his monster's jellyfish. Okay, uh, that, that's cool. But I was like, it's really pretty. It's like, beautiful. Know what I mean? like, yeah, you imagine was... seeing that in the fucking sky, though. Like, scary. Like scary.
1: Yeah. I know it? how I would feel because I've already told my story on this podcast of the time that I didn't know that SpaceX was doing a blast into the sky and I was driving and my phone was dead and I looked and everyone on the street was looking up at the sky. And so then I looked up at the sky and I saw the craziest fucking light thing I've ever seen in my life. That kind of looked like a jellyfish, but it was in the nighttime. So, you know, and so I was like, aliens like this- are here. <laughs> I, my phone. <laughs> I couldn't tell. I couldn't <laughs> check to see so I was like I got to call Adam. I was like going like 90 conclusion. on the freeway to try to find him. I was like we're going to have to leave LA. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, then I called Adam and he was like it's SpaceX you fucking <laughs> idiot. It hurts, it hurts. Anyway, um the yeah, I geeked out. I was like I, I, I could watch this movie a million times just because he fucking slayed it. Like, you made this yeah. alien fan big happy. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah, I think- talk about um, briefly
2: one of my favorite details in yeah, this sure. movie? So, uh, they call the alien Jean Jacket after a horse <laughs> yes. that the dad and OJ were trying to, like, wrangle? They were training supposed- it for Scorpion King but it was supposed to be Emerald's horse that she was supposed to train, Mm -hmm. which is like a big kind of detail that they go back and name. And he was like, I remember doing that because that was the first job like dad took me on. So it like- And she remembers it because dad took it away from her and then didn't even bother to look at her through the window. But her brother turned around and looked at her. Her brother's got One of the best, little details is that orange sweatshirt that he's wearing is like a scorpion King staff sweatshirt. <laughs> it's so perfect. And I just think it's so sweet that he named the
1: alien Jean jacket. So he's like, now you have your chance to wrangle him. Like,
2: ah, like they're both proving that like they're real cowboys basically in this whole like movie. I think it's saying like we are because in the beginning you see neither of them doing really their jobs, and then they're at the end on of the it, they're same page. Yeah, they're like, "We're motherfucking cowboys, bitch." We're a oh, the the cowboy.
1: cow-boy on the steel hearts are which is true for Morning. Emerald because she rides that
2: motorcycle. <laughs> anyway, which has the great what is it like? Akira, Akita, what is that? It's like a that motorcycle slide it's from the 80s it's a cartoon oh it's in my IMDb notes and it's like a big reference like that one specific slide that Akira yes
0: um Jordan Peele listed Akira as one of his favorite films of all time and he was even given an offer to direct the live action version but he said no oh But he loves it. So I'm, yeah, 100% it was an on-purpose
2: reference. I love that. But yeah, I mean, I, oh, please. Oh, I was going to say, I love how, um, one, the movie director is, we get the POV digestion shot that nobody will ever see because the camera also gets digested. (laughs)
0: Well, it's, it's not organic materials. It'll get spat out somewhere.
2: True. Um, But I I love love that when Angel is going to get like eaten, he gets like flung with a tarp. So he doesn't look at it. And the tarp gets like wrapped up in barbed wire. And he's just like, he didn't like the horse and the, uh, the flag. So I bet he's not going to like barbed wire. And, and do you know what pulls- that was
0: a clear reference to, Sydney? What? Tell Tremors. Him. Tremors! <laughs> when she gets wrapped up in the barbed wire and Tremors, that's this moment. Tell me it's not. It's this moment. A clear reference. A clear reference. And that one, it is hindering her. And this one, they said, we're redeeming the barbed wire. It saves his life. But I also I loved the also- sound it made as it was like pulling the fence posts out of the ground. Right, guitar strings, still,
1: yeah. Did it also save him because, like, it was still kind of connected to the ground and so and it they like, covered his
2: face also so that he was not looking
0: up at the alien,
2: yeah. yeah and I think when he finally, like, I, I my guess is this, it was he was holding on to it, and as soon as the alien kind of touched it, he, he was like, ow, and then immediately dropped him, mm. ow. ouchie, ow. yeah, and ouchie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I
0: thought, um, I mean, I loved the whole movie. I thought every scene was great and wonderful. Um, but it was really fun to watch them plan it. It was really fun to see like all of their individual skills together. I loved the scene when they're like first calling Antlers host to be like, hey, we've got something really special out here in Agua Dulce. And, and they've like, got on a mute. lemon tart in the oven for my 10 closest friends and family. Yeah, they don't put it on mute. He hears them arguing. Which is um, so funny. But then he sees it on the news being like 40 people have disappeared from Jupiter's claim in Agua Dolce. And like we haven't ruled out Flash Flood because there's that storm. Um and he I mean he connects the dots when they said on the phone, like there's something happening out here. Um, I thought it was it was really well done. I thought everything came together really, really well. Um
2: beautiful.
1: Yeah, Even I with all the, the bumps in the road, the fucking TMZ
2: guy, the, the TMZ, TMZ guy. guy. Here's the thing. I think the TMZ guy is like, I know the director is like a white person in this movie. Uh, The TMZ guy is also, uh, you know, he's like an obnoxious white guy. And also, oh, like, sure. I love that all the white people in this movie are dumb asses.
0: Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um what I fair, loved about the TMZ guy that's why Logan Paul didn't like it because he's the TMZ guy basically um no. oh but God.
2: imagine if Logan Paul did a cameo but he was no keep guy. him away
0: um I wouldn't get loved, it enough to be allowed to be in this movie
2: I would have loved to have seen him get yeeted off that bike though sure 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 sure
0: but you never even see his face so you can imagine exactly. that it's him under that's there. why it would have been um, funny but what I loved about that is because okay with the horse scene in the beginning um one of the crew members has that like giant reflective thing that he turns around right into the horse that's what the horse sees that freaks it out and that's why it kicks um and then there's like a throwaway scene that's just like touched on for a moment where you see OJ like making his own version of that so that he can like train the horses later to be like okay with that um but that the helmet that the guy is wearing is basically a giant version of that, reflecting back at. It's like the giant eye. Oh yeah, reflecting back at the alien, which is why it gets so mad. Just like when the horse got spooked with it being turned around into its eyes in the beginning.
1: Yeah. Also, what the fuck? Like, what kind of helmet is that? Who wears that? Fashionable. She. You can only see out a little porthole. It's so weird, I think maybe and you can I love see out
0: of more of it.
1: Such a fucking fake out that they're like, oh my god, this guy is guys, giving off like big like FBI, CIA, science man, something, something, something. And it's fucking TMZ. TMZ. And, <laughs> and they really pushed it as far as like how annoying like I could possibly handle a character to be. Like I was like, why is this still happening? But it was like, it's like a parody. I get it. It's hilarious. Um, But I was like, God, Please. Is, I hope no one is this stupid <laughs> no I need my camera his last words right. his last words no don't help me up take a picture first help take me take a picture first stupid yeah Dumb he sucked um, and he deserved
0: what he got Um, but it was Bye, bitch. yeah I mean that's kind of really the thesis statement of the movie is that we're all so much more focused on spectacle um than we are on anything else and i mean i think to a degree that is a criticism of society and i think to a degree it's not necessarily a criticism of everybody living in it it's just like you have to know what your limits are because like this guy clearly does not know his limits you're chasing the spectacle so that you can be the person who gets the story out there kind of like OJ and Emerald are but at some point you go you have to protect your own safety before capturing the spectacle because first of all then you can't distribute the spectacle so that's not helpful um but also things are only so important Um, and I'll circle back to this when we get to the end, unless we want to talk about it now, but I, I don't, are there other things we want to talk about first? I feel like we want to talk about the inflatable guys before we get to the end. Cause I love the inflatable guys.
1: I don't know what you're about to say, but we were just talking about something that I wanted to comment on as far as the spectacle thing goes. um, Like the beginning quote for this whole movie, um, there's a Bible verse that's put on the screen from nahum three six unfamiliar with that part of the bible anyway this is what it says and i will cast abominable filth upon thee and make thee vile and will set thee as a spectacle so like spectacles like like you said like a huge theme throughout this and it's just like the closer that you get like to chase a spectacle to create a a spectacle as you get more wrapped into it it's like a it's like a black hole like <laughs> like the big sucky mouth of the alien um like it'll suck you in but it'll fucking destroy you also it'll suck you in and then it'll spit you back out but not fully formed not whole it'll just be your rings and your keys and your and your nickels coming out at the end like straight up like the there's such a especially like in hollywood the the pull to like become that like fame to like have that moment in the limelight. And I think that like OJ and Emerald are like, but if we like what, at what cost, like we've gone so far into this, and like, why are we even doing this? And even Angel, he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna help. This is gonna uh, help people, right? Like, this is this is gonna like save uh, people's lives." Like, he's trying to like convince he's himself, trying to be like, "We'll he's save like, all of Earth." Yeah, he's like, "Why am I so far into this if we're not actually doing something good?" Because like, getting it's a great scientific s- discovery for sure to take an image of it, but like, you know, it's it's the stakes are really fucking high.
0: But yeah, and you, I mean, you see there is the moment where they bounce at first, you know, when they first go to Angel's apartment and they go to the crab shack or whatever it is. Um, and they want to be out of there. Yeah, and he's, OJ is sitting there going like, okay, I think maybe if you don't look it in the eye you don't spook it. Like basically trying to, he's still thinking about it. And they're both being like, read the fucking room. Do not talk to me about that right now. We I do not want to yeah, talk about this. They're both like, that's over. Sorry about the farm. We're moving into our next era. Um, And it's, I think only because of the, that Money she gets a call knocking. from antlers.
1: From yeah, holes. Hollywood called her.
0: Mm-hmm. And she got dragged back in. And like, that's kind of, the the moment i do want to can i talk about the end now do you mind yeah yes okay we're because, at the end well we haven't talked about the inflatables at all which i do love because it's such an amazing fun visual um and what oh, i first saw the in the trailer treatment? the crazy I mean, guys yeah can Just
1: say that it was really cool and it's a really it. good idea yeah. and they did a great job and it's been a great marketing technique great yes. job
0: and it was jordan
2: like now a we can fun pop it. of color
0: Yes. And so such a great visual in the trailer that I was like, and I have literally no idea what they're doing with this. Um, and then I thought they used it really well, but anyway, anyway, the very, very end, um, and we can talk about the final showdown slightly before that, because that's worthy of discussion, especially after we did Jaws. Um, but like this whole chasing spectacle, when do you stop? When is it worth it? Um, Kiki Palmer has like, she's desperately cranking the winking well for that photo you know what I mean she's like trying to get the shot she's trying to kill it The, the balloon is up there um but then after it pops and bursts there's this like long lingering shot of Emerald's face and you don't really know what she's looking at for a moment but you've seen that like press is starting to gather there's like media there with cameras and stuff like that and at first I was like okay she has the shot is she like working herself up into her media persona to go talk to the cameras like is that why she is struggling so hard but then it finally reveals that she's looking at her brother and like the photo is totally forgotten it just ends on that which I thought was great because She got the photo, but that's no longer important to her when you see that OJ is still there with the horse. You know what I mean? Like, that's the point about the spectacle. Is like, yes, important. Yes, could be life-changing or whatever, but how much are you really willing to risk to get that? And at the end of the day, she's like, this is what's important, having my family right here in front of me. And also just as a little sister, it made me weep. Oh. I was like thinking oh, about my- it
1: earlier getting like choked up I mean it's such, it's such a beautiful moment and, and especially because she just got the shot right we know that she just got the shot because we get to see it as the viewer guess who doesn't look at it mm-hmm, exactly who doesn't even look at it she just leaves it there and any of those press guys can come up and steal it i was like oh fuck i mean just at least pick it up so they don't steal it but anyway <laughs> uh, but like she you know she was looking at her brother oj looking dope as fuck on a horse with that like outer limit sign looking or
0: whatever so good he out yonder, so
1: cool in the miss out yonder yeah way better than outer limits yeah Ugh. it was a great ending it was a great ending
0: I I loved the ending so much, but I also loved, um, like I said, with Jaws, um, there were so many. Like, okay, apparently the movies that Jordan Peele told the cast to watch, and I don't know if this is true. I just saw it in a tweet of somebody that I al- already follow on Twitter, um, and I'll link it. But it seemed like a serious tweet. I tried to Google and I didn't really find much, so I don't take it with a grain of salt. I don't know the sourcing. But the movies that they said Jordan Peel told the cast to watch were No Country for Old Men, Jaws, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, 2001 A Space Odyssey, and Alien. And I think Jaws is like so present in ways that I maybe wouldn't have remembered if we hadn't just done it. But like with the alien pulling the flags behind it. It's like the shark pulling the barrels around. Yeah. With the oxygen tank exploding the shark at the end of Jaws. It's like the balloon exploding the alien oh, at the end fuck. of this movie. I yeah. Didn't think about
1: that. That's awesome. They're we like all, going we fishing that, for it. that, by the way. They're yeah.
0: hunting the monster, you know what I mean? They're using bait.
1: Isn't it so cool that we planned that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and also... Um, there are horses in Tremors, and there are horses in Final Destination Three, and a horse even gets spooked in Final Destination Three, and a horse drags things along behind it in Final Destination Three. So, and lots yes, of things being played. We planned. did
1: have a psychic premonition, um, that mm-hmm. led to these these beautiful and and poignant and timely movie choices leading up to our viewing of nope that we just added to the schedule literally like a week ago <laughs> sometimes it just works out okay don't Love. your partner yeah. um, but that leads us to our segments um the first one being how could this movie be gayer and isn't it so great when it's already gay oh yeah. wow just lovely yeah. it's subtle but it's there
0: i think i mean again obviously anything could be gayer the only real inherent queerness to the film is kiki palmer briefly hitting on somebody at fries and saying that she um has a i think she says a girl that she's seeing in outwater um
1: and she also says i fuck a therapist sometimes she said this blah 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 um, so I, I remembered the therapist part, but
0: I didn't remember any pronouns being used. But amazing. So she I, um, I clocked it on the second. Yeah. Match. And Kiki Palmer is sexually fluid. So like I also just Thank love God. such Sorry. a honey. Um, <laughs> so to me also, OJ, I don't think OJ um would I think in a very cowboy stoic way. O j would be open to falling in love with anybody but would not use a label
1: but yeah i could I could see o j coming out later on in life because he's just a guy who's very quiet and I imagine having a, a rich uh per, like inner life. yeah, I don't um, know that, that he I doesn't see... really express. I don't so think he would have maybe...
0: a coming out moment. I think he would just be like and I am dating a man and what about it you know what I mean? he would just be like, this is the person I that, that I love the oh, Mountain. Like, Yeah, I don't think I don't think he would ever be like, I'm queer necessarily. But I don't think he would be like, I'm straight either. He's like, I just am. That's my vibe for him. I
1: love that. I feel that. I agree. I agree. Uh, That brings us to where would Matthew Lillard fit into this film? And I, you know, he could have been at the Star Lasso experience.
0: (laughs) He could have been the dad in the in Gordy's Home sitcom.
2: He oh yeah could have been be the fun. filmmaker. Oh antlers. Yeah. I'm sorry, I literally
1: never recast antlers that voice like that (laughs) vibe. Oh my god, he's one of my favorite characters in this. Also, I kept getting really confused. because I didn't realize that his name was antlers in the movie. And I was reading these articles and skimming them. And I thought they were saying that he was in that horror movie antlers that came out last year. And I was like, God, I gotta see that. (laughs) Um, That's not the case. So you know.
0: No. I think Not Maddie because... Lily could also be um, one of the guys on the commercial in the beginning, especially the guy that um is like, can we get the horse ready? Can we spin the horse or or the one who was like, <laughs> uh we're ready to go now. Um everybody, we've got talent on the set, the lovely blah 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 whoever they say. Um he would have been great. Yeah, that would have been good guys. too. Mm-hmm.
1: That's perfect. Um god, I mean for dumb bitch like who isn't (laughs) in this one besides oj and emerald and angel but they're all dumb bitches on their own like at points throughout the film they just don't die
0: (laughs) yeah i think um there's a really good argument for it being the tmz guy um because he doesn't have a tragic backstory to explain why he's so desperate to have this you know what i mean So I'm just, um, Mm -hmm. not that I'm cutting Ricky, um, that much slack, but, um, I did see his very terrified little child expression. And so I have love and sympathy for him in my heart. You know what I mean? And I, I didn't even see TMZ guys face. I just saw that he's a dick.
1: So I just saw his fucking porthole. So Logan Paul, he can get sucked up into this guy. I don't care. That's so mean. I don't want him to die, but also (laughs) fuck him. Uh especially because he didn't like this movie i just love adding fuel to the fire of my burning hatred for logan paul sure anyway hope this doesn't come back to bite me when we're rich and famous <laughs> <When> <laughs> logan paul invites us to spill all the
0: tea about one direction on his podcast or was I mean, that Drake paul's on. no i think it was logan anyway doesn't matter liam payne betrayed his fellow bandmates. <laughs> and that's relevant um, because barbie's character writes the larry silence in fan fiction on euphoria in season one right
1: yeah wow, that was something that was so deep, <laughs> deep. <laughs> so deep down <laughs> i was like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> um okay so we got the dumb bitch it's definitely tmz guy yeah so that brings us to our knives out of fives so like, I think people are fucking loving this, right? What, is, what does the world say so far?
0: I mean, I was a little surprised by the numbers um, because it was like the number one at the box office or whatever. Um, and I would say the, the stats don't necessarily represent how good yeah. I thought it was, but they're not bad. Um, on IMDb, this movie has a 7.5 out of 10. Um, and on Rotten Tomatoes, it has 81% fresh from critics, but then audiences only 69%, which is still fresh and it's almost to 70, um, but only 69%, but also 69. Nice.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, for me, this movie was like, it wasn't made for me, but like it has everything that I love, everything that I am looking for, like I laughed. I got to see a monkey. I didn't expect that. (laughs) Uh, That's not what I'm looking for. Um, But I do like to see it. Um, And I I just am obsessed with like the combination of aliens and cowboys because those are two like aesthetics that I have become like Fucking insanely obsessed with in the last ten years. Like there was like a five year period or like less than that. Sydney was right there for center for my alien phase. I was. I started watching X Files and it was like forget your name. Everything is aliens now. All of my outfits were aliens. It was like, it was intense. And since then, I've moved into my Western phase, which is something that has come and gone many times in my life. Um, but. I always joke around about how, like, Cowboys and Aliens, like, that's, like, the perfect movie for me, but I saw it, and I didn't like it that much, and it was very hard um, for me, and I would like to see it again to maybe see if that would change, but it really let me down. Well, guess what didn't fucking let me down? (laughs) This fucking movie. This fucking movie. It was so much better than I could have even expected and I had really high expectations but like the fact that they also brought in another phase of my life which was my sea world marine biologist phase with (laughs) with this fucking (laughs) stingray ass alien I was like Jordan Peele thank you Jordan Peele thank you so it's a five out of five for me I know I'm very um been very giving with my scores lately but like I felt blissful when I watched this movie and I could not stop thinking about it for the whole week after. It was, like, the only thing that crossed my mind. So, like, really, really awesome.
0: Five. Yeah, I think for me, um, it's also going to be a five because I, th- like I said, the first time, it was, like, such an immersive experience. I really think we did it right. Um, But yeah. it, it, every, I was, like, so thrilled to be there and to be watching it the whole first time the second time I was like I'm watching a movie you know what I mean um, less of an experience but I could there was still so much to like appreciate the second time around um I just thought it was it did so much of what I love also in a different way which is give you these moments and these scenes that are so rife for like psychoanalyzation and giving you a glimpse into this whole rich interior world that you can imagine for this character that it's not really touching on but it's giving you enough to go on um especially with ricky jupiter um and and also i just love that it was like a i always love a little family film um where the message is like family's I love my family. You know what I mean? Um, I love my brother. Yeah. And so for it to be like a sibling movie about two siblings who are very different, but still love each other a lot and would do so much for each other, not work on the farm, but other things for each other. Um, <laughs> to me, <laughs> to me, that was like very special. And, and I, I just, I loved it. Um, I think it's hard with an alien movie because again, it's so hard to design an an alien or a monster that's going to be universally appealing. Um, And there were aspects of this monster that I was like, this isn't necessarily doing it for me on a personal level, but it is so fascinating to look at. It is so interesting to look at. It has so much visual appeal in a million different ways. Um, I liked it a lot.
2: Hell yeah. What do you think, Sid? I like this a lot more than I expected to like it. I only got to watch it once. So I probably will, like, when when it comes out on, like, DVD or something or streaming, I will watch it again and see how i feel again but i'm gonna mm-hmm. give this a 4.5 out of five and if it wasn't nice. for Sorry. all the sad horse deaths it would probably be yeah. a five for me but as somebody Does who it make has you feel a... better that
0: they're sad too because they're horse people that one point antlers is like let's bring the bait out to the pasture and angel's like no no they're horse people they're horse Does people make
2: you feel better <laughs> yes but still i was just like yeah. As somebody who has like a traumatic horse death in their <laughs> life, like, this was just like, oh It was no. traumatic. It was traumatic.
1: I'm so sorry that you had to experience that trauma on the biggest screen on IMAX.
2: <laughs> I did not see it in IMAX, so.
1: But it was IMAX quality
2: filming. I know, so. IMAX quality. <laughs> I big energy
1: a, a big a, energy me and
2: Jupe just reliving some childhood trauma throughout
1: <laughs> sweet fuck i'm so sorry oh, well okay that closes the barn doors on oh, nope i'm so sorry i'm gonna throw myself out into the street <laughs> but you know you know here on spooky tuesday we like to keep it fresh. We like to keep it new. We're on like the fucking cutting edge. Like you might notice that we just did a movie that came out like three weeks ago when you listened to this. So like, wow, that's pretty new. We'll guess what we're doing next week, bitches. We're doing bodies, bodies, bodies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're on the hot pulse of what, you know, is up. What Gen Z is doing right now. Um, Is this technically a Gen Z horror film? I think that it is. I haven't seen it yet, Avi comes out this Friday for us. But it feels like it's a Gen Z horror film. And I like it looks like it's going to be silly as shit and I can't fucking wait. I can't wait. (laughs) It also
0: has Lee Pace who is one of the hottest people alive.
1: So.
2: And don't forget Lee Pace is 6'5". And bisexual.
1: How could I I know.
2: (laughs) What? Oh yeah. I didn't
1: know that. Yes. Oh Um... my god. I never seen Pushing Daisies, so I'd never, like, oh, got fully on the good. bandwagon. I'll get there. I'll get there. And um, I mean, Miss Pettigrew our lives boy for Pete. a day.
0: He sings, and Miss Pettigrew lives for a day, and he's so Oh, I hope touches he sings my heart. in this.
1: we we'll Can you see. imagine if he sings in this? That would be wow. sick. Okay. Uh, it, it looks like it's going to be a really, really fun romp, so I'm excited. People are saying that it's giving um, – spring breakers vibes um so that can only be good aesthetic wise i'm very curious i'm very curious i'll say that yeah it could go either way we're gonna find out we're committed (laughs) (laughs) um so you know in the in the interim why not give us a five-star review um even maybe a haiku review there's so much you could talk about. Use that cowboy spirit that lives inside of all of us and do some sort of like, you know, horse-related haiku for Sydney to help soothe her horse trauma that was kicked up by this film. She needs it. Come on. <laughs> think, do of it. Also,
0: well, think, think of Sydney. Also. Won't
1: you think of Sydney? Think of Sydney. Also, no one's written her a haiku review about her that she could get tattooed as a tramp stamp. So What are you guys waiting really for? <laughs> it could be horse themed it would be beautiful so think about it five out of five stars please also we have 90 reviews that's like 10 away from 100 did you know that's super close so like please um also why not follow us on social media we're at spooky underscore tuesday on instagram twitter and tiktok also spooky tuesday pod on facebook and tumblr and at spooky tuesday on letterboxd and we do have that one youtube video so like and subscribe Thanks for listening. Bye, Spookies. Yeehaw. Well, I came down to earth and it hid in a tree. I said, Mr. Purple People Leader, don't eat me.
0: Well, he looked at me in a voice so gruff. He said, I wouldn't need you is you're too tough.
1: He was a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple
0: people eater. Spooky Tuesday was created by Monica Height, Sydney Thompson, and Chelsea Duff, and edited by Sydney Thompson. Our gorgeously spooky tunes are all thanks to Tamra Simons, who you can follow on Instagram, at Captain Tamra, And our podcast art is by Mary Murphy, who you can find on Instagram at the underscore moon underscore O-M-G.